Welcome to Firearm Trainers Podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network. I'm your host, Rob Beckman, and today we'll be talking about a NRA course offering. We bring you this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at the FTA, the Firearm Trainers Association. Head on over to their website at ftaprotect.com to learn more about their instructor coverage they offer and their competitive pricing. Receive a special 10% off on your policy by entering promo code FTP10 at checkout. This episode is brought to you by Mantis X. The Mantis X is a must-have for any serious firearm instructor. The Mantis X is a high-tech, lightweight precision sensor that attaches to a gun, analyzes a shooter's movement patterns, and displays all the information in real time on a smartphone or tablet. The Mantis X gives instructors objective, data-driven feedback, on things that you and I can't see so that you can coach your students more effectively. Get 10% off with promo code FTP10 at mantisx.com. Today, we are joined by Dave Jenkins from Rochester Personal Defense. Welcome, Dave, and thanks for making time for us today. Hey, Rob. No problem, man. Great. Hey, some of our listeners out there may not be completely familiar with who Dave Jenkins is. So can you give us a little bit of background of who you are and what you do in the firearm industry? Yeah, boy, are they missing out. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so I run a little company over here in a corner of New York State called Rochester Personal Defense. Um, I'm, I'm being facetious. We're probably one of the most active ones in the state. And um, so we do a lot of firearms training, self-defense training. Uh, we get into a lot of the, uh, the holistic approach of just personal defense. We do first aid. We get into the unarmed, we do the edge weaponry, we do the spray. So pretty much everything that encompasses self-defense and firearm safety, we do. Um, and we also have a sister company that's going to be for the traveling game. Uh, the non-Rochester-based course is called Lions Pride Training Group. So we're going to be doing a lot of road, road courses and we're going to be traveling around the, the state as well as in some specific locations in the country now doing some different courses like the NRA CCW course or the uh, some of the hands-on combatives courses that we're certified to take care of. So we're going to be around. That That is uh, neat to hear. I hadn't heard about Lions Defense, uh, that, that group, but it sounds like that would be something really interesting. Maybe some of our uh, listeners that we're listening to uh, about filling out a 2020 calendar and trying to schedule things in advance might want to be uh, talking to you about. A quick question oh, for yeah. you, Dave, before we jump into the topic, yeah. because you were listing off all those, all those topics, uh, courses that you offer and things like that. How much training do you do a year? Personally or through as, per- personally. Like offering out to my students? No, pers- personally, personally? To, uh, for self-improvement. For self-improvement, I think last year I logged close to 350 to 400 hours. Okay. I want to bring that up because I think it's uh, important for our listeners to kind of hear and set kind of an expectation in their mind that if you're going to go along and be in the firearm industry, you've got to stay up to date on what changes because I'm sure we could probably fill an hour or more about things that have changed since you and I have been in the industry, um, whether it was our oh, laws, God, yes. firearm, uh, different first aid issues, all those types of things. And that's one of the things where this podcast always trying to remind people what they should be doing to be the best instructor they can be. Right. Yeah. Even, you know, even instructional techniques evolve uh, depending on need and what's going on. So it's good to stay on the, on the forefront, on the front of the wave to uh, know what's going on in the industry, especially with 
self-defense training because it's it's such an important topic. Yeah. We we owe it to our students to be relevant and current as well as, you know, up to date and as streamlined as possible. Exactly. Exactly. Which kind of brings us to uh, today's topic, the NRA concealed carry instructor course that I took from you a couple of weeks oh. ago. And I think uh, our listeners are probably really interested about it because one thing people may realize or may not realize the NRA has been at the forefront for pushing for concealed carry throughout the United States since the nineties. And now oh, we've yeah. got concealed carry in all 50 states, some easier than others. But now the NRA has an official concealed carry course. Until this year, the NRA did not have an official concealed carry course. Uh, there were a lot of states, a lot of instructors that were using the basic pistol shooting as their concealed carry curriculum. There were states that had their own uh, curriculum out there. There were competitors that had their own curriculum out there. But the NRA never truly had a 100% that they could say, yes, it's a concealed carry course until now. And that was just uh, released at the NRA annual meeting, uh, 2019 there. And that was, uh, that was a big watershed moment for the NRA. Oh yeah. And that, that created a huge wave in the industry too, both good and bad. Um, a lot of, as you said, competitors were starting to get nervous because, you know, here comes the big dog back into the concealed carry world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and granted, have they been slacking a little bit, not staying up to date? You know, I think they rode the uh, personal protection outside the home wave a little too long. And, you know, the problem with that is it takes two or three classes to get your students and or instructors to that level. Whereas this concealed carrier, the, uh, basically it's concealed carry basics or basic concealed carry if you want to look at it. Um, it introduces the student to the world of concealed carry right from where they might have left off at basics of pistol shooting. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's yeah, it's boom, it's right in your face. You are in a concealed carry course. It's not one that looks yeah. like it or that we've painted a, a different color. It definitely is one. Uh, yeah. So for the uh, for the student, they're not going to notice a whole lot of difference because you know the instructor is still going to teach it pretty much the same. Um, but for the instructor, it means it's a huge departure from the normal lesson plans and the normal construct of an NRA course. Uh, you know, it's now a modular approach rather than, you know, you have to go through lesson one, two, three, four, all the way to the end. And if you skip one, you can't call it an NRA course. But this one, you've got your choice of 10 modules that you can you can approach and you can teach based on what your local government or state needs are. And that's, that's like mind blowing to a lot of instructors now. Mm-hmm. Well, I think one thing that's uh, interesting too, you could do the state required, say that your state requires a four hour course and offer that. And obviously in four hours, you're not going to be able to get all 10 modules through, but at the same time, you could offer a upgraded, you know, advanced concealed carry course using the same curriculum, but just teach different modules in that, which I think is a nice one too, depending upon the state. You know, some states have a long list of requirements and other states have a very short list of requirements and having curriculums that can work in both of them, I think it's, is really going to be a game changer for people. Yeah. And I think what's happening is um, some of the instructors that are so used to the, the rigid construct uh, were nervous at first when they didn't understand why, and they were trying to figure out, well, what do I need to teach? And the answer was whatever your state requires, because that that is how this course is built. Um, it's built to be flexible enough and adaptable to any state that requires a course for training. Um, and then the drawback to that is you see a lot of instructors 
are saying that, well, I don't need it because my state doesn't require training. And my answer to them is then sell it as a class that you can build and customize based on who's showing up. Mm-hmm. And what do you, how do you want to do it? Kind of like what you said earlier, maybe you could offer a, uh, an introductory level and do one of the, you know, maybe four or five of the initial modules and then do a second session where you're doing the rest of the modules. And now you're giving them more knowledge at a more digestible rate and you're selling it as the NRACCW class, not as the state required class. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's a big one. When we were talking about teaching in constitutional carry states, one of the things that we brought oh, yeah. up was the need to go along instead of trying to say, okay, I'm going to teach a 10 hour concealed carry course. And everybody's going to say, oh, you know, I don't need that because we're a constitutional carry state is maybe go along and think about doing a three, four, five hour course where people can go along and say, you know, you here, here's a course that's on moving and shooting. Here's a course about using cover. Here's a course about the relevant state laws, different things like that. Because even in states that have constitutional carry, guess what? We're all governed by the same laws. It's not like, okay, constitutional carry, we suspend the law. No, you have to know it just as well as if you took a uh, concealed carry course uh, from an instructor. So those those are the things where you have to market it. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, one thing that I found is, you know, states like our constitutional carry, and I've, I've got a couple up near me that I, I talk to some of their trainers up there pretty regularly, um, and they've managed to push the idea that even though it's a constitutional carry state, like you said, the, the onus is still on the carrier to know the laws. So it's more important to know what you can and can't do to find it for yourself because now you don't have uh, a state regulated or state mandated course telling you a very limited amount of information. Now you have the freedom to go out and go to a few different sources to find out what you need to know when you're carrying your handgun concealed and what you can and can't do in your state, that, that does help a little bit. And a lot of instructors kind of give up when they say, Oh, it's not required. I'm not going to bother with it. Well, what I say is this gives you more tools to teach and it makes you better than the other guys. So why not give it a try and take it mm-hmm. and learn from it? Well, and I think we all have seen somewhere on our local news, to where somebody does a, has a mistake with a firearm, you know, they, they take and they try to defuse a situation by, by brandishing a firearm or they go along and they yeah. end up, you know, shooting somebody, but it's over, you know, somebody stealing a car or something else like that to where a knowledgeable person is just going along and, you know, shaking their head. It's like, no, 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 you never do that kind of stuff. And those are, that's a teachable moment to where you can go along and point that out. When you advertise the courses, is don't be that person that goes along and ends up in jail, losing you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars because they didn't know what the law was. And because the law is very right. black and white when it comes to those types of things. And if you do something wrong, you got jail time. Or at the very least, you've got, you're going to be uh, civilly liable for the damages that you cause somebody. And those are those, are those yeah. issues that, yeah, it's great constitutional carry, but when you go along and I'm going to constitutional carry, but I'm going to lose everything I've worked through for my life. I don't think I'd, I'd, I don't think I'd feel completely comfortable. (laughs) I I think I'd want to know, okay, what could I, what can I do? And can I do because I'm caring so I can keep what I've earned throughout my life, not go along and uh, lose it in some trial. Exactly. You know, I tell people, you know, it's like, you're afraid of paying 
you know, a couple hundred bucks for training and, you know, putting a few hundred rounds down range to learn properly, you know, any training you do, you know, I, I logged a lot of training this, this past year and the year before, and I look at it, it's an investment in me and it makes me, uh, you know, I'll paraphrase, you know, one of the legalities courses I did, it makes me harder to, uh, to be illegal. It makes me harder to convict because Mm -hmm. I know I'm going to be right. I know I'm going to be respectful of the laws and I know where my limitations and allowances fall because of all the training I do. And it's, you know, whether you spend a couple hundred dollars or $2,000 a year on training, it's still far cheaper than that 50 to $60,000 that might run you when you have to deal with a lawyer because you did something wrong. Or a lawyer that's $500 an hour and you go figure, you know, how many hours you get out of them for, you know, a $25,000 retainer or something else like that. Yeah. I know. So, you know, back to the instructor and the things, you know, this is, these are tips that I've given some of my people when they go through the course, you know, we had a good, we had a good back and forth chat about some legality stuff at your course a couple weeks ago, but you know, it's like, the other thing that I tell them is if you're just a pistol rated instructor and you're teaching a concealed carry course because your state says so, you know, where's your legal backing? Where's your credential backing you up? If all you have is a fundamental basic certificate that says you are a basics of pistol shooting or, or pistol instructor, you know, there are going to be some people that are going to look at you and say, you have no business teaching concealed carry, no matter who says you can. So this course gives you that credential and that experience and that standing that you can actually sit mm-hmm. back on should one of your students get into a defensive use uh, the defensive firearm use situation where you're going to be called into court. Yeah. If, if your if your students is involved in a defensive shooting and it involves something that they feel that they got trained on or not trained on, expect to be uh, called in court, both criminally and or civilly for it. And that's one of oh, those yeah. things that you've got to be prepared for when you're an instructor. Hey, David, I got yeah. a question for you. Yeah. Um, we've danced around sure. this topic a little bit and some of the instructors <laughs> out there might be uh, thinking the NRA does not allow us to teach uh, legal uh, topics in our classes. Is that different exactly. in, the, in this class? Not necessarily. Um, I would say the door opened a little bit more than before because before it was, you, you can't even talk about state laws. You know, you have to have a lawyer come into your class, you know, a la the PPITH outside the home lessons, or if you were doing any kind of legalities talking, you as an entry instructor couldn't do it. This one's a little different. This one allows you to gather and hand out uh, your state resources for firearms laws and use of force. Um, You can point them to the direction. You can tell them, you know, in this section, this is what's covered. And in this section, this is what's covered. But you still can't sit there and go, this is what it means. Uh, So you can't interpret the law. You can't give them the layman's quote. You can't um, skirt it by just saying, well, I'm not a lawyer, but I'm going to tell you what my experience tells me. But you can surely give them a lot of information based on your state or locale for the laws of carry and or defensive use of a firearm. So that it does open up a little bit. It, you can at least give them some resources to go learn, which is which is far better than what it used to be. Yeah, the one thing I always go along and uh, you know, caution instructors that I'm teaching is we're not lawyers. I don't even play one on on TV. 
what you want to do is you, you want to be able to go along and be a reference to where you can point to the, where the information is, to attorney general site or to a, a sheriff's site, something along those lines and get the final word there because your interpretation of the law may not be 100% uh, correct or they may not no. completely listen or completely understand it 100%. Whereas if you send them to an official government site, they can read it, they can look at it for themselves and guess what? They're not going to go along and say, well, Dave and, and Rob, they told me this and we have to defend that in court that, you know, that was our understanding or something, something like that. Yeah. And then, then, then that question of you staying in your lane comes up again and, you know, they're like, well, when did you get admitted to the bar in your state? Um, mm -hmm. I didn't. So <laughs> now you're given legal advice. You're not a lawyer. Yep, yep. Um, get into some problems there. That's, that has been a gray area for most people. Um, you know, I've learned over the years based on my interactions with people in the legal community here and assisting me building uh, courses. And, you know, we teach a legalities course, even though there isn't one required for the state, but we know where the line is. And we, we go right up to the line. And then at, at some point we tell them, you're going to need to talk to an attorney based, based on what you just asked me. Here are some people you can call. Mm -hmm. And then we give them the resource. So we're not leaving them hanging now. Um, but the, the good thing about this is, you know, this is still more about um, the skills of carry, the skills of using the firearm in a defensive manner. And there's, you know, just one of the segments is the legal section. So it's not a very heavy section that you know, you have to cover, you, you can do this in probably 15 minutes, just hand them out the info, show them what's in there. And then you, you know, you can move on and you know, there might be some short discussion, but there's not much you can do. You can just keep answering. And it's like, I've given you the resource now go read it. And you, you have to read it for themselves. Yeah. And no matter what concealed carry course you're in, our, the students, instructors, whoever's involved with it should understand that's just the basic concealed carry. Nobody's going to come out of a concealed oh, yeah. carry course, a legal expert on all the different uses of force or being an expert uh, in firearms or an expert in uh, all, the, all the different pieces that you go over. It, it takes months, if not years worth of diligent uh, training to really uh, have a, have a, a firm foundation. I wouldn't call it mastery of it because mastery of the law is, is <laughs> extremely difficult, but you would have a firm foundation, yeah. um, you know, similar to you were talking about. You want to make yourself, um, you know, hard convict if you're forced to go along and defend yourself. Right. Um, uh, something you, you yeah. talked about there, Dave, uh, when we were talking about the legal information was PPITH and PPOTH. Does this uh, concealed carry course replace those? It does not. It's actually the best part of it. A lot of people have been asking about it um, and they've been wondering, you know, what happened with PPOTH? Nothing. In fact, I got a feeling that outside the home and inside the home might be, um, you know, this is just my feelings. It's not anything official, but I got a feeling that those two courses might evolve because of the feedback and because of the training that happens because of the NRACCW course. Um, I think some of the information is going to get going to get shifted around or at least evolve. And that's a good thing. But this course is meant for, for instructors that are trying to pigeonhole where this course falls. My suggestion is right after basic pistol, before they even go to a PPOTH or anything else. It's, um, you know, granted, somebody can come into this class fresh right out of the gate, not knowing how to shoot. And then part of the uh, shooting skills session 
is you're going to have to teach them all the basics to, you know, all of the, the six fundamentals. But I would highly recommend that you spend some time with your student in the basics of pistol shooting level, get them to that level three or even the level four so that their basic fundamentals are going to be there so that when you add these topics, they're better prepared to go through and be successful at this course. Um, but it, it's, to me, it's a good fit. It's a nice bridge between basic pistol and then getting them into defensive firearms training wherever they go. Yeah, that's, uh, it's one of the things where I think the NRA really has a nice complementary program there. You can see where there's some overlap between the different trainings, but they can also oh, yeah. be taken in out of sequence if you want to call it that, and get the person up to speed on the basics uh, very uh, quickly and confidently, which, uh, like we just right. said, it takes a long time to master things or really have a, a good, firm uh, foundation. But at the same time, if somebody you know needed to ha- you know, know how to shoot a pistol, needed to know the basics in, uh, in a concealed carry course, you know, the, these are all very good building blocks an instructor can definitely uh, build upon. Oh yeah. And the good thing is, you know, they're going to shoot, um, they're going to shoot quite a bit in this course. There's, you know, you're averaging about a hundred to 150 rounds, depending on how you, how you run, you know, whichever qualification you have to run. Um, you know, there's a 50 round qualification for the student and, you know, plus I, I believe I added it up. It was like 81 rounds for the, uh, just to go through just the student drills once, you know, if you have to refresh them or repeat a drill, Again, because they just need a little more practice. Obviously, it's going to add up. You could easily get to 200 rounds in this course, which is mm-hmm. a very good course for a basic CCW. So it's definitely um, it's a good course. It's a good course. I don't know, Rob. You know, when you did it, we went through the the student drills. So you know, and you made a you made a mention uh, during the class about how you felt this was a good way to prepare people for. You know, it, it hits all the fundamental skills for training. Mm-hmm. Yep, and for carry, right? And that's where you know the the parts that were lacking from you know pistol handling and the basic of pistol shooting are addressed mm-hmm. in the concealed carry course. I mean, you're drawing from a holster. You know, that's one of those really important skills that if you're going to be a concealed carry holder, you've got to understand what a good holster is. You've also got to understand how to properly draw from it because if you either injure yourself or somebody un- unintentionally it kind of negates your um, you know, ability to go along and defend yourself against an aggressor. If you're, if you're exactly. hurting yourself, yourself. Yeah. <laughs> hurting yourself should not be part of your defensive plan. <laughs> right. And, and, and those are the things where as instructors, we need to take that seriously and making sure our students are properly prepared. If they, you know, once they go and apply, um, you know, depending upon, you know, whether they get a license or whether it's constitutional carry, but make sure that they understand those kind of aspects of it before they leave the classroom. So they're prepared, you know, not, you know, exactly. on an expert level, but they're prepared for it. Yeah. yeah. So I'm thinking the instructors listening are probably wondering, okay, Rob and Dave have been talking about these, these different modules and what the topics are. Let me run through them real quick. Um, <clears throat> so the modules, um, the only one that's required is firearm safety and then a shooting qualification. So if you think about it, this modular approach, if you're going to call it an NRA CCW course, you have to at least do firearm safety and then you have to do a uh, qualification, either your state or the NRA one. You can't substitute another one. But the other modules, 
In addition to firearm safety, it's pistol nomenclature and selecting a pistol for self-defense. Some of you guys that are certified for outside the home and inside the home might recognize that. And then there's ammunition knowledge, defensive ammunition selection, basic defensive skills, which is the drawing, the reloading, reholstering, um, malfunction clearing, um, drawing from concealment. Then there's loading and stoppage remediation. And then we get into the PPOTH stuff again, mindset, responding to an attack in the aftermath. Then carry modes and pistol concealment, something that's pretty new. Then obviously the boilerplate ones at the end, we have firearm cleaning and then sport shooting and training activities. Um, you know, you want to teach them how to maintain their guns. So we add it in there. But again, you do the ones that are required or the ones that you feel are necessary for your student or your area and you're set. You don't have to do all of them, but you have to do at least one or two of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's where you can build, you can build multiple courses out of the same uh, course curriculum. Exactly. It's and that's, our, that's the wonder of the flexibility part. Mm -hmm. Something our, uh, we haven't touched on that I'm sure some of our instructors are kind of wondering about is you know, we've talked about the basic pistol shooting, uh, PPITH and PPOTH, but what are the mm -hmm. instructor uh, requirements in order to attend the instructor course? There's not a lot. Um, you have to have your bit up to date, your basic instructor training. So it's got to be, you have to have done that within the past two years. Um, you have to be uh, pistol rated and you have to be, if your credentials have to be current, you have to be up to date, meaning your dues are paid. Um, the one thing that I highly recommend, and I, I cannot stress this enough, this course is not for somebody that has just done fundamental training, like funda you know, the six fundamentals of shooting. If you have never done any training yourself as a student for concealed carry, in the defensive world, you're going to want to get some hours in on that. It doesn't take a lot, but you're going to want a couple courses under your belt to understand what you're going to be doing with this. Um, you know, the NRA, when they put this out there, they, they did stress to us TCs that, you know, there are going to be, be people that want to do this because they want to do it. And they, they're curious about it and they want to get into this course. They may not be ready. They may not be able to, fulfill all the objectives and demonstrate everything. So um, we were told to vet our instructor candidates very well to make sure that they have at least the basic knowledge of concealed carry before they get into this. Um, now, the good thing is the requirement of completing the student course is still there, just like all the other basic level courses. So it, an instructor candidate for the NRE CCW instructor rating has to complete the uh, student course. Now, there's debate on what exactly they should complete. You know, I just told everybody a little while ago that an instructor that's certified to do this can teach lesson one, firearm safety. They can do a shooting um, qualification and call it an NRA basics of pistol shooting. I mean, I'm sorry, an NRA CCW course. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> but the problem is, you know, if, you know, Rob, you're a TC, I'm a TC, you know, if you had an instructor candidate show up with a certificate from the NRE CCW that says firearm safety and qualification, we're going to have to do a lot of work to make mm -hmm. sure that they're ready for the instructor workshop. So um, one of the things that in talking to Brett Simon at NRA, he suggests that as a TC, 
we actually have the instructors go through modules one, four, five, six, and seven, which is basically firearm safety, basic defensive skills, drawing from concealment, loading and stoppage remediation, and mindset. And that's the meat and potatoes of this course right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's pretty much what we do when I do my when when I do my courses for instructors, is I tell them you're going to go through, you're going to experience the student course in a condensed version, but you're going to experience it. And that way you're going to know what you're going to be required to teach. The good thing is when they go through um, the live fire part where we do all of the student drills and at, at the end of the student drills, you'll have a really good idea of what's going to be involved in the student qualification. And then you're going to be have a pretty good idea of what you're going to need to do on your teach back as well as to complete the instructor qualification as well. So that's why I stress that they should have a defensive firearms background and it shouldn't be just, they came to us and completed the basic CCW course with a couple of the modules. So I hope that helps. Um, You know, it's to me, you know, since most of my training is in the defensive world and not in the precision marksmanship world, um, I, there's a higher purpose to this, the way I look at it. Um, you know, we're going to send people out there in the world after this class with a, a feeling of competence and confidence to be able to protect themselves or their loved ones. And we cannot do it cheaper and shorter and with less enthusiasm than ever, than hundred percent of what we got, because we owe it to our people to send them out there with the, with everything they need. Mm-hmm. And we just, we just can't do it. And I know at some point there's going to be somebody that's going to f- figure out, oh, I can just do this and I'm going to do it quicker and I'm going to certify some guys and I'm going to, you know, get the instructors certified just at, as fast as I can and as easy as I can. I'm not going to make it a, a tough job for them. And we're going to see them showing up and we're going to, you know, unfortunately, we're going to have to counsel them and we're going to have to make sure that they understand there's there's a bigger picture at work here, not just the course they're teaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, talking about uh, instructor um, qualifications and requirements mm-hmm. and such, you gave us a good, good overview on the requirements. Um, can, I, can somebody Google and find out what the uh, shooting qualifications are for this course? Well, ideally, no, but okay. I'm sure it's out there somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. When we were all certified, and you know, you heard this talk at your course because I knew you know there were four four other three other guys in the room that were TCs as well. The um, Venery didn't want the actual qualification put out there because they wanted it to be, they wanted a little apprehension. They wanted people to have to work during the course. They don't want this to be a fog the mirror type certification. You know, they, you know, they, they want to get away from the, the idea and the concept that just because you paid the tuition and showed up and stayed awake through the whole class, you're going to pass. Um, you know, again, this is putting the, the emphasis on this course is important with an exclamation mark at the end of it. And if they cannot produce the basic skill sets of drawing, engaging a target, reloading and clearing a malfunction, and they can't produce it under some pressure of a, of a timer, then they need to work on it more. Mm -hmm. And maybe they're not ready yet. Um, you know, I know, you know, we talked about what was the failure rate, you know, initially across the country, it was 30 to 40%. Um, and these were training counselors that were initially getting certified that were not, um, 
getting passed due to a safety issue or a technique issue, or they just they just weren't ready for this course. Um, and I think that is leveled off now. I think it's actually the pass fail rate's getting better um, because of the scrutiny that we know is on the program and the TCs that are out there teaching it are teaching it for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, if an instructor comes to us and, you know, they, they know their stuff, you know, they know how to work out of a holster. They can reload the gun, um, doing a slide lock reload or combat reload. They can reduce the malfunctions, whether it's a fair to fire, fair to extract or fair to eject. And they're pretty efficient about it. They're going to do fine. They're going to do fine. And, and, you know, as you experienced, the qualification is very achievable, but it's not easy. Right. Yeah. It's not, it's not cakewalk, but if no. we're going to, if we're going to take know. seriously our jobs as defensive firearm instructors, we should be able to perform those tasks confidently and they're, they're timed, oh, yeah. but the, the time, time limits are. I wouldn't say they're generous, but they're also not, you know, like ninja uh, timing where you yeah. have to be like super fast. Uh, I forget exactly. Uh, the the one gentleman, I think he was in his seventies that was in the course with us and he, he was able to do it and he was obviously oh, yeah. not one of the fastest shooters, but he made it under the time limits. And even the fastest oh, yeah. shooters, some of us had to slow down in order to get our shots on. And that's that, you know, balance exactly. between the, you know, the speed of being of youth, but you also need that precision that comes with uh, experience. Yeah. You know, you have to know that balance, you know, like a lot of, a lot of uh, training doctrines out there talk about a balance of speed and precision or accuracy and time. Um, and you have to know what you're capable of under that certain time frame. Um, but like you said, you know, the times are generous, but they're not that generous. But again, if you have some halfway decent skills, um, you're going to do fine. You're going to do fine, but it shouldn't be an impossible task. That's for sure. No, it isn't. It's just, you're going to have to work a little bit. And you know, if you work, they pass, if they don't work or if they don't take it seriously, or they just don't have the, you know, a minimal skill set coming into the course, they're going to struggle. And, you know, even though it's on us, the, the TC and instructor to get them to that point, some people are going to take a little more than a, than a day to get up to speed. So that's why I tell people, you know, I talk to every one of my instructor candidates when they come into this and, you know, I get a full download on their skill sets and then they're on their background. And, and then I, I might make some recommendations and it, there's been a couple of people I've made some recommendations and they were, were very appreciative when they came to the course because then they understood why. So that's the importance of this. Well, and that's good. We should, as training counselors, we should have a pretty good idea who's coming to our courses from an instructor standpoint, because we're certifying them and we should be making sure that they can be successful in that course, or, you know, it's not going to be something that's going to either bog down the, down the rest of the candidates, make it unsafe or something where, you know, it's just going to be completely demoralizing to the person. So that's uh, exactly, you know, we is, don't want to do that to them, but you know, I do not want to have a guy that's not prepared come into my workshop for this and then fail because that's on me because I didn't vet them right. I didn't do my job to prepare them, but also they weren't capable of doing the work at that time. So you know, I don't want to fail anybody, but, you know, if they, if they come in and they just have a bad day and they fail, they have to retake the whole course again. There's no just, you know, 
no more of this. We'll meet tomorrow and see if you can do the qualification again. You know, you mm-hmm. get two tries at it that day. And if it doesn't work, well, you're going to come and sit through the course again. My policy is I'm not going to charge you for that second run, but that's my pos- policy. You know, mm-hmm. all TCs are going to be different, but I just, you just got to get through it again. And there's usually, you know, I would bet by the second time you're, you know what you're going to expect and you're going to take it a lot more seriously. But so far, I think it's working out pretty good. Yep. I, I, I enjoyed the class. It was, uh, you know, it pushed, yeah. it, it gave me feedback from other instructors, um, training counselors, which don't always get, you know, when I'm taking yeah. on NRA courses. Uh, but it also is one of those where I was able to, you know, practice my skill and try to, you know, stay, stay on that edge where I want to be, you know, having a good balance between the you know, speed yeah. and accuracy. Our, our host, uh, our host, Clint Macro said it was fun to be on the other side of the uh, table for a little while because he could just be himself um, <laughs> rather than have to be the professional instructor. You know, we didn't drop a lot of decorum, but he was like, I was just more relaxed because I don't get the chance to be a student a lot. Mm-hmm. And that's why I like training. I like going and being a student. I want to see what somebody else is, you know, what somebody else is going to look at me and see. So that's how we learn. You know, I got to I got to admit that group with uh with your class they were they were a pretty focused group i was uh, i was impressed with everybody throughout the whole weekend it, it, it was definitely a special group and i was glad to make acquaintances with all of them and uh hope to see them down the road on the range and at conferences and different places like that oh yeah, yeah it'll be fun so a uh, couple other things uh <laughs> that we talked about during the course uh this is an involving course you're talking about brent simon at, at the nra is very uh key on input uh back from the instructors mm-hmm. to get certified and training counselors for it and they're also working on the coming out with a nra concealed carry course book because right now the course books are the basic pistol shooting as well as purse protection outside the home uh books kind of you know Given them in combination, that is uh, what what is being used for the course uh, for the course book. But they are have, have they stated any goal as far as when they're going to have the uh, course book coming out yet? That you've heard, Dave? Well, yeah. The last thing the last thing I heard was last quarter of this year, and uh, we got a month and a half left, so uh, you never know. We, they may surprise us. I know they're working on it. Um, when this course was released back in the spring. You know, they they were under the gun for a schedule to get a bunch of stuff done, and they had to finalize a lot of things. Um, and I I know that with the recent release of the new Basics of Pistol Shooting book, that's going to be the format on what we're going to see upcoming for all the other courses when they when they rewrite them. Um, so get used to that look, guys, because that's what we're going to see. And I believe that the CCW book is going to come out with that perfect blend of all the modules. It's going to have the same look to it. It's going to have the same, uh, you know, feel, but, um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they were able to get it out by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Well, that'll, that'll definitely be, it's a people. I haven't seen the new basic pistol shooting book. It's, it's an eye popper updated uh, pictures to it more, much more of a modern feel to it. And hopefully they'll uh, continue yeah. that on. And I know the NRA has been uh, very busy because it, took me about two months to get Eric Frohart on the podcast, uh, several podcasts ago. And, uh, he, he's a, a busy man. I can only imagine all the things that are cooking on his side as far as keeping things running, but then also trying to yeah. meet the demand of what people are saying, Hey, I want to, 
we want a course along these lines or we want to revise this, revise that, and to keep the quality up that the NRA has been known for over all these years of courses that they've done. Oh, yeah. Um, well, the one thing I can I can throw in there, though, is, uh, you know, to all, all of my fellow instructors here in the NRA, um, you know, the guys, um, you know, Marty Sprick and Christian Vara and Brett Simon, those guys are really responsive to us on, on our end. They, they want the feedback from us. They relish it because that's the, they know what's going on in the industry because of us. Um, you know, those guys are out there teaching at times too. So they're, they're in the trenches with us, but the more feedback we can give them on stuff, like, you know, we, um, you know, in our last class, we had quite, quite a bit of discussion about a couple topics and, um, I've sent some small tidbits there about, Hey, you know, we need a discussion about a certain couple of things. And they were very responsible. I was like, yeah, let's, you know, put some info together, get with the people you need to get with, send us some details so that we can, we can have an informed discussion about it. And, um, you know, so they're responsive. I love it. You know, it's not, it's not like the edu- education and training division of old, you know, this, this is new. These, these guys are motivated. So, you know, let's give them the feedback that they need. Yep. And it'll make things better <clears throat> for all of us teaching classes out there. Exactly. Um, well, well, Dave, where can people find more information about Dave Jenkins, Rochester personal defense and the Lions defense training group? <clears throat> well, they can go the, the best way is go to my website at safeinrochester.com or they can type in rochesterpersonaldefense.com. Um, I got a, we got a brand new website we just launched up earlier this year that is just making waves all over the place. Um, the numbers are off, off the chart compared to what my old website was. And then, um, you know, if you're looking for my sister organization or my offshoot, it's lionspridepg.com. Um, and they can email me through the websites. You know, they can get a hold of me on Facebook. Just look for me or look for the company on Facebook. You know, I'm under Dave Jenkins. Pretty easy to find. Um, and if they want to call me direct, call me up 585-406-6758. And I'm more than reachable. You guys want to talk about getting ready for the NRACCW course? I'll tell you what you need to know. I'll tell you what you need to be ready and where to go. And, you know. Um, you know, we've got, uh, an act, very active NRA CCW certified instructor, uh, Facebook group that, you know, if somebody who wants to be an instructor candidate for this is in a certain area, they're not sure, Rob, they can hit you up. They can hit me up. We can put a query into the group and we'll find out who's doing a class near you. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, you know, it's pretty easy. And once you guys, once they're certified, just either hit me up or, you know, message Rob and, uh, you know, we'll get your NRA number. We'll vet you. Just make sure you're good to go and we'll put you in the group. There's a lot of great people in there. Got about, uh, I lost track. I think we're over 150 now. There's quite a few people in there now. Um, a lot of active discussions going on. Oh yeah. And it's all good stuff. It is really all good stuff because it's, you know, the people that are in there are the ones that are taking this seriously and the ones that really want to see this, uh, program uh, survive and uh, basically become very, very uh, popular. Right on. Well, that's great, Dave. Yeah. Uh, we really appreciate your time today and reviewing the NRA uh, cons- uh, CCW instructor course uh, and giving us all that background information. Yeah. Hopefully, our instructors that are listening are uh, already making plans to go out there and look for courses, uh, look for ways that they can improve themselves and uh, and be be the best we can be for our students. 
Um, there you go. No, I appreciate it. My pleasure. Love, love chatting with you. Well, that's a wrap on this episode. And we have a few requests for our loyal listeners. Follow us, encourage other instructors to follow us on social media. Leave us a review and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts at. Visit our sponsors, especially Firearm Trainers Association at ftaprotect.com, and check out their instructor insurance. Being a responsible instructor means having instructor coverage for you and for your students. And remember to use promo code FTP10 for 10% off. If you have any ideas, questions, or feedback, please email us at FTP at concealedcarry.com. And if you have any ideas for new episodes, you can also go to our website at firetrainerpodcast.com and we have a survey there that you could fill out to suggest uh, new ideas for future podcasts. Uh, we're rapidly approaching our 40th episode and looking to break 50 very shortly too and want to make sure we're hit, hitting all the buttons that you guys need out there from an instructor standpoint for training aids for uh, money-making opportunities, training opportunities, getting people in your seats. And those are uh, all the things that we want to do as a podcast. Remember, we bring you this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Get trained, stay trained, and remember, stay safe. Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.